the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Our attention has been riveted for the past few weeks on Afghanistan and the uh, very hard-to-stomach events that have transpired there with the murder of 13 American service personnel and the humiliation that we've suffered on the world stage. I wanted to bring in, it's a great pleasure to speak with, Rick Grinnell, former acting director of national intelligence for President Trump in 2020. Rick, I appreciate your time. You're in Ohio campaigning for Bernie Moreno and his Senate campaign, but let's start with Afghanistan. And as we speak here late Monday afternoon, Jennifer Griffin of Fox just reported that the last plane has evacuated the last American soldiers out of Afghanistan. The headline on Fox is U.S. officials say the Afghan war is over. I just wonder how that strikes you, given all you've seen in recent days and weeks. Well, look, first of all, I think that we should say up front that uh, all of the men and women who served in Afghanistan kept us safe. They did exactly mm-hmm. what they were supposed to. We can't thank them enough for their service. Unfortunately, it's the politicians that messed it up at the end, and uh, it's it's typical. Um, we have a president in the White House right now that has made a mess of Syria and Libya, um, chaos in Iran. Uh, he's, he's messaging to the world that he's weak. Uh, it's really uh, a travesty. The way that he caved to the Taliban uh, was atrocious. Donald Trump handed Joe Biden a stable Afghanistan where Americans had not been killed in uh, more than a year, and also a functioning U.S. embassy in Kabul. And what the Biden team did was uh, really put their academic hat on created some white papers and forgot to uh, talk to the people on the ground and listen to real life, uh, real time information. And and that's what I, I think is the whole problem of Washington, D.C. I don't think we have a fight between Republicans and Democrats anymore. I think we have a fight between Washington, D.C. types and the rest of us outside of Washington, D.C. They don't pay attention to real time, real life information. They they make it up as they go in Washington, and they they certainly make decisions all about themselves. It's the reason I'm supporting Bernie Moreno, uh, who is an outsider, a total outsider, and I love it when I'm traveling around Ohio and people say, "I've never heard of Bernie." Hmm. And I say, "Thank God, it's <laughs> because he's a total outsider, and he hasn't been running for office, uh, you know, over and over and over." He's been doing uh, the work that we expect him to do, the Jeffersonian principle of creating jobs, uh, living under the laws that are created by others. And then at some point you think, you know what, I'd like to um, share my skills. And I think that I've got something to, to say in Washington for the people of Ohio. And that's what Bernie is doing. So I hope people will go to BernieMoreno.com and check him out. 
I absolutely understand that fully. I've had Bernie on the show, and I share your affinity for getting back to what our government was originally. You know, successful people who'd break from their regular lives, not make it a career, and then contribute to society and then join society again. We see the antithesis of that in Joe Biden, somebody who has been in the Senate for half a century, vice president for eight years. Uh, I believe he ran for president just to crown his resume. I think he does not have the capacity to do the job that he has. And what I've not understood, Rick, is I've seen just these senseless decisions time after time after time, abandoning Bagram and trusting the Taliban and on and on and on and on is is why what victory lap what political feather in what political cap did he think this was going to score for him it seems a colossal misread of the situation to me to even think that the american people would want to pair a withdrawal from afghanistan on what he wanted to be september 11th with the 20th anniversary of the towers being felled i just find that to be an incredibly tone-deaf position yeah, I think it's pretty, it's certainly toned up, but it's pretty typical of Washington, D.C. Um, you know, Joe Biden is, as we know, is, is really struggling in office. He mm. can't stay awake. He He's really um, fumbling. He always has that face where uh, I don't know where I am. I, I've seen people grow old and have that face, and it's, and it's really disheartening that it's in the White House. But um, th- that's not the point for the far-left progressives. They have a system in Washington, D.C., which is protected by the media, and they, they just need a puppet. They need somebody to continue the rules and, uh, and, and going and trying to abide by the rules that they create in Washington, D.C. They hated Donald Trump because he came in and he didn't play by their rules. And so the media had to destroy him. He was the ultimate outsider. And the insiders in Washington rule the place. Uh, you know, we always talk about a, you know, a swamp, and we can laugh about it and think, oh, that's funny. But the reality is, is that a swamp means there's no fresh water going in. And that's exactly our problem right now. We don't have fresh ideas. We don't have fresh water going into Washington. The people that go there are landlocked. They stay there. They start to get smelly. Uh, they participate in the swamp. And uh, it's, a, it's a system that I think most regular people, people with common sense, can see pretty fast. When you, when you look at the polls of Washington, D.C. and how they function, most people outside of Washington will say, that doesn't make sense in the real world. And that's kind of the point. They don't want to live in the real world. They want their bubble. And it's decision after decision. I mean, let's, let's face it, Susan Rice, who was Barack Obama's, uh, National Security Advisor, is now in the White House, and they're trying to tell us that she's doing domestic policy, that she's the domestic policy advisor. No one in America believes she's working on Medicare and Medicaid. Hmm. We know she's working on foreign policy. Matter of fact, when she was National Security Advisor, her deputy, one with Avril Haines, who's the current director of national intelligence, the other deputy of hers was our current Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. So... Hmm. Those two individuals who worked for Susan Rice still work for Susan Rice. She still controls them. She is very close to Barack Obama. This is clear that this is an Obama third term with the recycled people that failed us in Benghazi, failed us in Syria, failed us in Iran. Only in Washington, D.C. can you fail up. You, You fail and you get recycled back up. 
So true. Rick Grinnell is our guest. He's a former acting director of national intelligence under Donald Trump in Ohio these last few days campaigning for Senate candidate Bernie Moreno. Rick, I'm struck. I think you and I both agree Joe Biden's not making the decisions. It has been portrayed that the decision to pull out of Bagram Air Force Base and remove troops and concentrate our military in Kabul and the airport there, uh, surrounded by the Taliban, was solely a Biden decision. Now, he's saying it's a military generals. I can't believe military generals did that. Take me behind the curtain and how this decision gets made. If a president who is not cognitively sharp decides, no, this is what I want to do, are military people fully aware this is going to put their men and women in harm's way? so married to their rank and their career that they will not stand up and sacrifice that rank and career to hopefully save the lives of their men and women who serve under them? Is that what happened here, or how do you process what you has happened? You just hit it on the head. There's a whole bunch of people at the Pentagon I would lump in in, in the intelligence services, and I would lump in, in the State Department. It's just it's the career individuals in Washington that are the leaders, not all. Because the, the rank-and-file career people are, are outraged that this happened. But those desperate people to climb the ladder, uh, they realize that they have to just tell the, the president what he wants to hear. It's a, it's a very um, weak person who doesn't have the courage to stand up and say, look, this is my opinion. And now we see a real problem here because... Um, you have a couple of individuals, uh, General Miller, who was in charge of Bagram, has been messaging to people that he knows that uh, he did not support closing of Bagram. But Jake Sullivan, the national security manager, went out and said uh, the Pentagon officials, military officials, told us to close Bagram. So the White House political people are now blaming the the Pentagon officials. They're trying to say, look, well, don't blame us, politicians. We just were listening to uh, the advice of the military. Well, the military is now furious and scrambling to correct the record. I think what we have to do is we have to have senators who demand hearings and say, let's get to the bottom of this. What happened? I hope that will happen. I know Bernie Moreno would do that if he was the U.S. senator because he's got common sense. He's that outsider that just thinks differently than a politician. So I hope people will take a look at him. I'm in Ohio campaigning hard for him. Uh, and his website is Bernie Moreno, M-O-R-E-N-O, BernieMoreno.com. Rick Grinnell, former acting director of national intelligence, was with Bernie Sunday in Marysville in Columbus or in the Cleveland area on uh, Monday. As we wrap this up, I heard you on the Megyn Kelly podcast recently, and you mentioned Jake Sullivan. Uh, I watch Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, and I just see a political actor. I I don't believe a word he says because uh, he's covering for the president or trying to, and then the president goes out and betrays what he says. Uh, You mentioned Susan Rice and Anthony Blinken and some of the other Obama appointees who have prominent roles. It's basically the Obama 2.0 White House. Are we as inept at other levels of this administration as we are in the Oval Office, or is there anybody in that administration that knows how things ought to run? It's it's highly political. These people accused the Trump team of being political, and, and that wasn't the case. It, they are political. They always accuse you of what they're doing. Look at Jennifer Granholm, our Secretary of Energy today. 
former governor of Michigan. She sent out a video from the Department of Energy <laughs> and pushed it out under the Department of Energy, talking about the importance of going out and voting. This is the Secretary of Energy. Now, you ask yourself, why is the Secretary of Energy talking about go out and vote? Is there anybody across the entire country that's voting right now? Gee, I don't know. Would that it's be California friend. governor? Exactly. Her friend and former colleague, Gavin Newsom, who she's trying to help from the perch of the Energy Department. This is so outrageous. And, and, and look, we, we have a media in Washington, D.C. that purposely will ignore this story because they are working for the ruling party. This is why first- and second-generation Americans who come to this country are sounding the alarms. They're like the canaries in the coal mine right now. saying We're, we're moving towards fascism. When you have the media protecting the ruling party, when you have wokeism, when you have a demand for vaccinations and, and a demand for uh, behavior modifications, uh, all sorts of demands from the government create a slippery slope. And the people who left totalitarianism, who know fascism, they're the ones who are saying to, to Americans, you better wake up because your country is sliding away. Our problem is, we have a whole bunch of fat and happy Americans who, love, who, who just feel like this is going to fix themselves, the, the country is going to fix itself. We've got fifth, sixth, seventh generation Americans who don't understand how great this country is and who ignore Ronald Reagan's admonishment that every generation has to fight for its freedom. So true. And I know the guy you're working with on the Senate campaign understands that, Bernie Moreno, coming from Columbia, uh, becoming a citizen, becoming a self-made man. Uh, how did you get to know Bernie, and what do you like about his campaign, and what message would you have on his behalf to the people of Ohio and the listeners of The Answer? Well, I hope that the people of Ohio will go to his website, check him out, read his um, bio, read who he is. He was born in Columbia, as you say. He became a U.S. citizen at the age of 18. He did it the right way. He's the most vocal person to say, close the southern border. Make sure everybody waits in line. Go through the process. Don't cut the line. Don't cheat. I love just Bernie's common sense, and it reminds me a lot of Donald Trump's common sense, where you challenge the system by just saying, that doesn't make sense. And and he's not afraid to stand up, but he's a nice guy. He Bernie is a, a compassionate person, um, and we've been friends for a while, and I've been wanting him to run. I'm here from California because I feel our country would be better off with a senator like Bernie Moreno, and the fact is Ohioans get to vote for him. I wish, uh, as a California voter, I wish I could vote for him, <laughs> but I can't. So I'm urging people in Ohio to look at this superstar, look at how successful he's been, how honest he's been, and, you know, Judge for yourself. We need an outsider, not a recycled politician. Rick Grinnell, former acting director of National Intelligence, joining us here on The Bruce Hooley Show. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you, sir. Thank you for what you did when you were in the administration and continue to stand for truth and speak the truth as you are. Very much appreciate Rick Grinnell's time joining us while he's touring Ohio. 
campaigning for Bernie Moreno in his bid to succeed Rob Portman as a Republican senator from Ohio. Uh, This Afghanistan withdrawal has been botched um, in terms of its... um, (laughs) I I, I mean, I want to say it's botched, and I'm trying to figure out how I can say that to save that adjectives. It's been botched in terms of its safe transport of all American citizens. It has not been botched in that it's becoming more and more and more clear every day one more revelation surfaces into how the Biden administration just just didn't care, just didn't care if it left Americans behind. And now, even more searing, it appears that it didn't care at the highest levels of the military that Marines would die in this failed mission. Politico reported that, we all recall last week, Thursday, imminent threat, uh, imminent, imminent credible threat. Well, what if the imminent credible threat of a terrorist attack at the Kabul airport was not just an imminent credible threat, but was a specifically known threat that the explosion would happen within a very short frame of time and that it would happen at the Abbey Gate. That is what Politico has reported. Commanders, they they have the notes from three calls of Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, and other generals. Commanders calling in from Kabul relayed that the Abbey Gate, where American citizens had been told to gather to gain entrance to the airport, was highest risk. And the time it would happen. And they chose to send and keep American servicemen there anyway. On a separate call at 4 that afternoon or 12.30 a.m. on Thursday in Kabul, the commanders detailed a plan to close Abbey Gate by Thursday afternoon Kabul time. But the Americans decided to keep the gate open longer than they wanted to in order to allow their British allies, who had accelerated their withdrawal timeline, to continue evacuating their personnel. American troops were still processing entrance to the airport at the Abbey Gate at roughly 6 p.m. in Kabul, when a suicide bomber detonated his vest, killing 200 people, including 13 American service people. Now, I know things get reported all the time and they get exaggerated all the time, and maybe this is not true. So John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesperson, was asked about this and listen to John Kirby's words to hear if he denies any of this. We have been monitoring as close as we can intelligence that uh, led us to believe uh, that we were in a very dynamic and, in, in some cases, specific uh, threat environment, um, uh, number one. Number two, uh, as General McKenzie said, we're going we're gonna to investigate. We're going to get to the bottom uh, of what happened last Thursday. Uh, Thirteen precious lives were lost. We're going to take that seriously, and we're, gonna, and we're not going to investigate it in public. Uh, number three, I am absolutely not going to speak uh, to uh, – a a press story that was informed by the unlawful disclosure of classified information uh, and sensitive deliberations here at the Pentagon. Just not going to do it. So he didn't say the story was wrong. He very carefully did not say the story was wrong. He said he's not going to comment on a story that's informed by the unlawful disclosure of classified information. Unlawful but it certainly sounds correct disclosure of that information. They knew. They knew where. They knew when. 
They chose not to protect those Marines. It's worse than just a stupid decision to close Bagram because he wanted to get enough military people home that they couldn't defend both Bagram and the embassy in Kabul. It's worse than that. They sent them to that gate. They kept them at that gate. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 